Hi, I'm Dina Traposa, and tonight, a lot of guests on the show. A former mayor, a warm-up for the Ohio Lottery Show for years and years, a lawyer, a comedian, a TV historian, and they're all one man. Dan Swartout is back on Whiskey Business. and welcome to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much, we should put it to music, the podcast not so much whiskey, about whiskey as it is one, with, with whiskey. whiskey. Yeah. powers to actually put lyrics and write us I think it's a good idea. Yeah, right. I already got the lyrics. Put a little jingle to it. Yeah. Uh, and tonight, uh, we're, 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 how many we got under our belt now? We're 24? This is only our second one. Our second one. All yeah, right. Yeah. Number two. All right. We'll, we'll start. We'll get back into the groove. We'll start cranking them out here again. But uh, it's still January. We have two. Yeah. yeah okay. Good. All right. That, good. That's, yeah. good. No, that's, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, we got busy. John got. Ever since I'm watch this. Watch me. Watch me throw him under the bus. Ready? Ever since John got a promotion. Oh. And went into and went into the corporate world. Oh. <laughs> I think that's it, John. That's not true. It's not true. It's not true at all. It's not true. We all have been busy. Yes. We've all have been busy and haven't had a chance to uh, do as many right. podcasts as we like. But we're trying to right that wrong. Yeah, and not many people know this, but you actually have a day gig on the morning radio. No, show. that doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't affect. That doesn't anything. take any time. That doesn't right, affect anything know. at all. All right, a couple of upfront things that I want to uh, get to before we actually bring Dan Swartout is our guest tonight. And I mentioned all those things in the intro. Yeah, we're going to talk about all that stuff. Uh, uh, Dan is by far one of my favorite people in life and comedy and a dear, dear friend for many, many, many years now. And this, he, he, when I say he's a historian, I said TV historian. He's also just a historian in general. He, this will be my fourth appearance on Whiskey Business. Yep. And he was able to detail the last three times he was here. And I'm like, I barely you know remember the, one of them. Do you know the dates? <laughs> yeah. Not dates? He, he knows the years. Oh. He probably knows the dates if I pressed him on it. But yeah, right. he, he knows his stuff. So looking forward to Dan sitting across from me this evening. But um, one thing I do want to mention, I got an email from uh, Blaine Franz, and he was hoping to get on the podcast, and the timing of this doesn't work out. But uh, they're doing a Pelotonia benefit mm, up nice. in newark uh bourbon bacon and buffalo rose on friday february 9th at uh union square music hall in newark on I, friday I feel like uh, we've got letters it's another opportunity for a song for another song the letterman we've got lots the, and lots the, of the bourban bacon and the buffalo banana rose. Phone. <laughs> and the tickets range between 20 and 60 bucks and the proceeds go to pelotonia that's always a good chance. And pass. the $20 ticket gets you a ticket to the show with Buffalo Rose, who won the 2022 International Music Award. Oh, wow. Uh, cool. They're kind of a folk group. And, uh, Are they from Ohio? Do we know? Uh, I don't know a whole lot about them. There's only so much information I can Buffalo jot Rose, down. that's a good rock and roll band. And then they got right? bourbon and bacon. So <laughs> if you get the $60 ticket, you get a taste of some of the local flavors. Uh, I know that the uh, High Bank and Watershed – and uh, a few others are going to be present. I'm not. I feel bad that I'm not mentioning all of them. And it's just a fundraiser, right? It's a fundraiser. There's no hundred mile bike ride involved. No, there's no bike riding that would necessary, be a mess. right? Right. Be and then there's bacon. All the appetizers are bacon mm, oriented. Bacon. Yeah. So bourbon, bacon, and buffalo rose. Friday, February 9th, starts at 6 p.m. 
at the Union Square Music Hall in Newark on 31 West Church Street. So, uh, Blaine, I hope Good you luck. Know, that, that helps yeah. spread the word and you make a lot of money for Pelotonia. The other thing I wanted to mention, as uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday night, last night, and by the time this drops, it'll be over a week old, but last night, uh, I'm happy to say that our, our little film project, Down to the Film, mm-hmm. got a lot of love on 10 TV yeah. again last night. Local, uh, and the exciting news about that CBS is that... <laughs> the CBS affiliate. <laughs> and the exciting, <laughs> the exciting piece of that little segment that they did was the fact that uh, entrepreneur, restaurateur extraordinaire with, uh, I think, now 100 restaurants... Guy Fieri, right? Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Why? 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 Why would you do that? Why? Why would you just kill my lead like that? Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? It's not Guy Guy Fieri. Fieri Can only hope that he has (laughs) restaurants, as the great and generous Cameron Mitchell is now an investor in our film and uh, a big, huge supporter of our film down to the film. That is a huge, huge win. I mean, even if he just said, "Hey, you know what? I'll feed the crew." Even if he said something well, like that, that's be a He is win. feeding the crew. Nice. Oh, he, that, he, said, he says, who's your caterer? And we said, we don't have one. He goes, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. That's I'll a win, it. too. Oh, that's stro- the big. That, yeah, are you kidding oh, me? On top of that, you get all of the financing he's talking about. It's yes. amazing. Yes. Oh, so really, Hold the financing. We'll just take the catering. <laughs> yeah, they're both. But um, <laughs> you got to have a lot of sleepy guys having that uh, meatloaf. Yeah. You got to be careful when we have what. I was just a captain. City today, and that's what I had: meatloaf and the mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. gotta be careful when we have what and when we have it. Cause... Uh, well, there's well, there's a cool. They put a piece together, Ten TV, yeah. and we'll um, put it on our website, uh, whiskeybusinesspod.com, and do. Facebook, so yeah. you guys can check it out. Yeah, yourself. yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know we're not done raising the money, but we're getting closer every week. We're getting closer, and hopefully, now that the Cameron is involved, that might uh, persuade some others. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes, oh well, that guy's in. Well, that guy's in. I'm in, right? I'm, I'm hoping, and that's what he he said as much on the interview that I hope this uh, encourages other people to yeah. to get involved. That's so, nice. so thank you. It's uh, it's definitely a big domino that that's we hope great. just falls and knocks down some other dominoes, so we can make this film, which is uh, the story set in Columbus and where everything's being filmed in Columbus, and everybody uh, behind the camera is from Columbus, utilizing all Columbus talent. Right. Aside from our, our four leads, which will, which we have uh, one for sure, our, our Scotty Thompson and Salvas Cuzos playing uh, Anthony the Bookie, but our two male leads have not been cast yet. <coughs> uh, I'm from Columbus. <laughs> do you want me to do our a couple two lines male for you? leads have not been cast <laughs> yet. And, uh, you know what? I'm going to pay you a compliment. You're too young. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, right. that's, that's I'll nice. be the Uber driver. That's it. You're like too you young. Too young. Say that. That's, that's the, <laughs> that, that's the an, excuse. Uh, they're gonna say that. I can play older. Uh, and uh, so, th- so that's my. Anybody, anybody else got anything other news? I don't want to hog it all. I know that the no, uh, the Star Trek podcast is going great. Oh, that's yeah. my big news. That's that's, right. that's huge that's news. That's my big news. Uh, this Friday, I'm going to be a guest. That's on right. Edith Keeler. That's, That's right. right. Edith I'm excited. That's right. We're going to be talking about Muds Women. Yes. I'm this gonna, is the, I'm really the podcast excited about Chip that. and John are doing. Yeah. That's right. Their their side hustle, their mm-hmm. side podcast, which is uh is doing great as well. Mm-hmm. It should. I'm a I'm a huge fan. <laughs> so I'm kind of I'm kind of geeked out about sitting in, the, in, in between <laughs> Dude, them. Dude, it's going to be Friday great. And recording, fun. and and I picked Muds Women because there's a feature on. 
on their podcast called uh, Did They Bang? Oh, right. Yeah. Nice. And with Mud's Women, I figure there's got to be at least. Oh, this could be three or four. There's got to oh, be at least three or did four. They did They Bang? <laughs> Uh, questions coming up. Did but they bang? Again, I've mentioned on the last podcast. Kudos, boys! It's great. You guys, yeah. you guys compliment each other. It's fun. It's it's it it moves. It's breezy. Uh, and it's, it's like it's yeah. Bre- brevity is key. It's like less than thirty minutes, yeah. right? Because right. they get tired. Yeah, like, yeah 30, <laughs> 35, 40 Well, we, it takes us an hour. No, but he, John does a great they, job whittling it down to thirty-five minutes. Is it minutes. Paramount Plus where you can stream the original series? Yes, yes. that's where yes. I'm planning on watching. And you can get our podcast, uh, Edith Keeler's Edge of Forever Bar and Grill, on YouTube exclusively on YouTube. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. great. And Chip, thank you for bringing our our, our guest bottle tonight. Oh, this is man, Benchmark, foolproof. Which I did not do my homework. I know nothing about this bottle other than the fact that you were going. It's a hundred and twenty-five proof. I was like, which you know, careful. at this point, really, I know, right? This proof but still, still, you know, there's a, there's a high proof still amaze you. <laughs> yeah, you've been on this yes. podcast and joining us as a a friend and now a regular for for a couple of years thank now. You. Well, you have my wife to thank because for some reason she came home from the. Uh, What's that called? The liquor store. Yeah, that's what they call it. <laughs> What's it called? The liquor What's that store. place where they sell the she bottles? Came, she came home with, the, with the, the liquor the truck at the side of the road. Yeah, she's like, look what I got for you. And she had three bottles of Benchmark, uh, Angel's Envy. Wow. And God. Liz, I like, oh, this what a lovely too much. I was freaking out. Well, thank you. Um, it's uh, it's good. It's good. I just took a little sip of it. Yeah, it, um, is. it is really good. We can dig into the complexities of, of it later if you want. But also, right. enjoy your mm. Gotta Get a Gatto's. Gatto's Pizza. Mm. Gotta Get a Gatto's. official uh, pizza sponsor. Yes. Official pizza sponsor of Whiskey Business. In Clintonville. Gotta get a, in Clintonville. Uh, address on Indianola again, David. I should always write it down, but I never do. 3420 Indianola. 3420 Indianola. And if I want to order one on the phone, the old-fashioned way? 263 3737. 263 3737. Or GattosClintonville? 37.com. Or GattosClintonville.com. You can order online and they deliver. Yeah, Johnny got the sausage, just the sausage sliders, didn't you, that one night? I did, but I had to get a sausage pizza. That's my favorite. All right. Fair enough. As we welcome, there he is, ladies and gentlemen, Stan Swart out! It is uh, very exciting to be here, and I have to say, um, just how modern and and <laughs> podcasts are. Because I started my first podcast with Bill Arendale, the Bill and Dan Show. Yep. Back in March of two thousand and five. Wow, that's old. Podcasts weren't even a thing. Podcasts weren't right. a thing. You had to actually go and download the show yep. onto your iPod. And that's how you'd listen to it. There was nothing streaming. You couldn't get it on the iTunes store. And we had no idea how to do this, so we actually just made it up. We we took my 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 equipment that I'd used to take to shows. What do you, what do you call those things? The microphones and the speakers. Yeah, right. PA recorder. Yeah. yeah, PA system. I'd run it through a PA system, then run that audio through the computer, record it, and you know, just tried to put something together. I had to manually do the RSS feed. And to see now that there's cameras and multiple microphones and mixers and people with headphones, this is just—it's it's wild to me. It's crazy. <laughs> it's it, and this isn't even as modern as some people can get. I'm sure there's other stuff that's even better. There's somebody than out there watching get. me. But, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's got He's got all bored. Literally did the podcast on a PA system I bought used <laughs> in 2002, and that's how we were broadcasting and music to the world. Around. You still, you still. You, is it still is it still out there, right? It's still out the there. The Bill somewhere. and Dan show? Yeah. 
The Bill and Dan show is not out there it's except got, for it's, except for the collectors. The collectors have the audio. I've got the audio, but it's not out there anymore. So the, you can't go out, search it on the internet and find it? No. I find that hard to believe in this the, day and the age. The one oh, thing that, that you can kind of find the closest thing to it is um, somebody who listened to our show from Australia back in the day. We're talking 2005, 2006, started his own podcast and kind of gained a, a real following in Australia with his podcast. And he happened to be in Columbus for a wedding and had me and Bill on his show talking about the old days of podcasting and what it was like. And and this is how he referred to us on, on the show okay, because of where we were in the podcasting realm and what kind of our show's legacy was. He called us, you were like, Nirvana's favorite band's favorite band. That's what he said <laughs> about our podcast. That's, that's kind of awesome. Oh, that was pretty that's cool. Awesome. It was pretty I cool. That. I would take that I as would well. Take that, uh, now, nobody yeah. knows who Nirvana's favorite band's favorite band is, and nobody knows about <laughs> I would, the Bill and Dan show, but that was, it's kind of, I've kept it with me all this time. I so would put this that isn't on, you guys? I would put that on a t-shirt. That is, no, that, that is not. Is there a Billy and Dan show out there? Yes, dude. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Dude, I can't believe you found that. Definitely not. No, it's not them. No, it's not them. No, and and you know Arendelle, he would not have gone by the Billy and Dan the show. Billy and Dan, he would not. He would not have it. No. He would not have it. Uh, Arendelle still makes. I haven't seen him in a while, but I follow him on Instagram, and he still makes me chuckle. He's making great videos now. Yeah, he's, he's making, making these videos. daily videos. Yeah, They're yeah. in, the, in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very funny. Bill's always been super funny, and that's why we started the show together. And it was always kind of uh, one of the reasons our show worked was that we were. We had contrasting viewpoints and contrasting styles. I tend to be a little more upbeat. Um, and then there's Bill. <laughs> and so it worked really well because you had these two contrasting styles. And, you know, sometimes we'd get, get into it on the show and different sensibilities. And but, but great, great friends. And that's what made the show work so well. And Bill is, as you know, Bill is so fast and so quick and can just be so funny off the cuff. It was, it was a lot of fun to do. And, you know, I know as you get G- emails G- and, yeah. and letters, I mean, we were getting emails from Australia and uh, England. The person who designed our logo won a contest for designing our logo was from England. And so you get that kind of connection and that kind of feedback. And it was back in the days of MySpace. Yeah, MySpace, oh, wow. I was going to say. So we'd have guests on the show and the listeners of the show would go on their MySpace and, you know, post on their front page. And it was just, it was wild. So why why didn't it continue as, as the technology improved and podcasts started to grow? Yeah. I mean, you were, you were there. You were, you were kind of... Some of the first ones through the front door. Why didn't you keep going? You know, at the time, it was a lot of work. As you know, doing a podcast is sure. a lot of work. Yeah. And yeah. at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For them. So much. <laughs> and at the time, you know, there really wasn't a way to right. monetize podcasts. Now, you've got <laughs> the guess what? Still is still you got advertising now, <laughs> merchandise, Patreon. Yeah. There's nothing like that then. So it was really, you know, to see what it's become now, it's like, cool, this is what we imagined this was. We were just 15 years too early. Right, right. Well, sometimes that's where genius starts. It starts early and then everybody, you know. That's Nirvana's favorite band's favorite yeah, band, band right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, you can monetize them now, but now it's a, 
It's about the the amount of clicks, the amount oh, yeah. of downloads, and so forth well, that, and so on. Th- that's what makes it so different now, too, is back in the day in podcasting in 2005, there was, what, 80 podcasts right. or something? Right. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Now there are... 80,000. No, no. 80,000. <laughs> 80, try, like, eight, try like eight, 8 million and then some. Like you're talking about the side podcast. Well, then there's also a side podcast to the side podcast. Right. And then there's... So it, it, I remember when CBS News, like the national news that's on in the evening, which is a long way of saying the CBS Evening News. Right. Uh, <laughs> you got there, though. I you got, got there, there eventually. That's right. They were doing a story in like the spring or summer of 2005 about this new thing called podcasting, and they were scrolling a computer screen, and there's our show. There's our show on, on the, the CBS uh, Evening News. Oh, really? It was wild. It's crazy. It was crazy. But at the time, there was like 80 shows to choose from. So we had a pretty good chance of being on this. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. That's nothing. Before Apple put podcasts Mm -hmm. on their uh, music app, you'd have to go to like one of these podcast listing services. And they, you know, they'd have these podcasts in various genres. And you had to have an RSS feed so that it would catch your new podcast and hope that somebody looking for podcasts which was nobody right, 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 right. would yeah. happen to stumble upon your podcast. And when people did and you're getting feedback and you're getting listeners, I mean, it was a really cool thing because, you know, one of the things now with podcasts, because there's so many of them, there's probably tons of people who aren't broadcasting to anyone. Right. Because the, the it's just like anything now in, in the content creation business, you're, you're competing against everyone. everyone. And if your content's everyone. not engaging and regular, the next person's per Regular is, is key. Because oh. if they're not, they're waiting for your podcast, right. and if they don't have it, they're going to the find another thing. one. They're going to find another maybe one. maybe they exactly. like that one, and that yeah. one's regular. It's tough. Yeah. It's a tough business. You can understand why people, you know. John, many people have lost a vodka business, I wonder. <laughs> before it was all said well now i feel bad now on in the intro i should have put former podcaster in there as well you god know. damn it and also i gotta i got to i i i gotta get you think arendale will come on the podcast of course yeah oh yeah he would sit across from me and, and talk about anything and a- everything absolutely he would because there's well, a lot I, I mean i absolutely think he would i'm not his age i mean i want his <laughs> I, I want his quick wit obviously oh, fantastic the, the show started because as you know when you're a road comic and you're out on the road you're driving at night a lot and bill and i would call each other at night on our drives home from our various gigs or right. on to the next gig and we'd talk about what that gig was like, the weird things that happened. And we were like, let's translate these conversations to the podcast. Mm -hmm. So they included all sorts of, you know, backstories on his life, my life, the, the, the people who would come onto the show who would share just stories that would blow my mind. But you, you understand that too, from being a good interviewer, you're able to draw that out. And that's the thing. You hear something and you want to dig a little deeper. And then sometimes you go down some rabbit holes, but sometimes those rabbit holes are because you never know you never know we're, we're starting here we end yeah. up here right. and then the show this is where the, the magic is and, and well this is a perfect example I mean my, my first uh, thoughts when you sat down were, were not to talk about but you started and I found it amazing and fascinating and intriguing and here we go down the uh, Dan and Bill yeah, rabbit hole. Yeah. It was it was something else. So uh, if you're searching for the Bill and Dan show, this is now the I'm second sorry, the Bill place. And Dan show. Yes, this, Bill this, and Dan. it you sounded. Like, how, how'd you settle on? 
on the billing. It, it sounds better than the Dan and Bill Dan show. And Bill it's and true. Dan. It flows. Bill and Dan, Dan sounds Dan. better. It flows. Bill and Dan, Bill and yeah. Bill and Ted. Bill I was in a. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? That makes Bill sense because I was in a musical duo in college, and it was Doug and Dino, and that sounded better because we just got it sounded better than Dino and Doug. Well, I've known you now for twenty six years. I had no idea you were in a musical duo in college. <laughs> to oh, yeah. us too. <laughs> you never told me that. What kind of music? Oh, uh, we uh, we had. Uh, I played uh, acoustic guitar. Uh huh. Doug played keyboards, and he also played banjo. Uh huh. So we would incorporate all three of those. Uh, into the mix, and we would play everything from uh, Gordon Lightfoot to uh, James Taylor. To, we played James yeah. Taylor. Yeah. We would play uh, also bluegrass stuff. You know, For because there was, yeah. it, it, this was late seventies, and bluegrass was having a bit of a resurgence uh-huh. at that point in time. And Doug was an amazing musician. He just he that bastard just picked up the banjo and ended up being like amazingly proficient at. It. He was already a keyboard guy because we were in a band. In high school, we were in a band. We were in a Greek American band that played Greek and American music. Oh, Greek and did you American do weddings and stuff? Band. We did yeah, weddings yeah, and yeah, baptisms yeah, and church dances. <laughs> we were at, uh, we were a Greek American band called Dalevin in Greek Dalevendopeda. Translated into English is uh, the Fine Lads. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you were fine, the fine lads. lads. Wasn't there? It was. I think it was on SCTV. They had like a <laughs> Something band like, like the that, Fine yeah. Lads or yeah. something we like that. The Fine Lads at the Levendopeda. The Mighty and Wind, I think, was the, it was the <laughs> Mighty Wind, yeah, right? <laughs> so Doug and I, we had all the equipment because I left the band mm-hmm. my my freshman year of college. I didn't want to spend the weekends traveling to Canton and Akron to do Greek baptisms and weddings. You wanted to move up from Fine to a better, you know, I a, just a good lad. To, I just wanted to leave the band. I didn't want to do a it. A better anymore. than Fine lad. That's true. And then, and then the band ended up disbanding. Uh oh. Yeah. Didn't was, you guys do a record though? We did that? a record. We did. Are a, you kidding we, me? We did a we did a Greek forty five. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, yeah, oh, a Greek forty five. Um, you still uh, got to dig which, that which, out. Which, uh, which is what was it was Opopo Maria, and Diokardias. Um, Opopo Maria. Let me translate that for you. It means O O O Maria. O O Maria. And Diokardias is two hearts. And we did it. We did it. Uh, we taped it, recorded it here in Columbus at Coronet. St- wow, how can I remember this? Right, Coronet Studios on North High Street, just up the road from where we're recording right now. No kidding. Damned. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you still have a forty-five? Do you of that forty? Yes, yeah. I do. I do have a forty-five of that down in the basement somewhere. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. And then when the band disbanded, Doug had all this PA equipment. And, and he decided not to do a podcast with it in 1978. He decided, let's just start you know, messing around. And we started learning songs. And we just went and uh, started doing um, this little duo thing, which was more entertainment than it was music because we would talk to the crowd. We would involve the crowd uh, in a lot of fun things. Um, the, I, 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 wrote a, I wrote a stupid Jimmy Buffett-like song called we're gonna get fucked up tonight nice <laughs> right yeah but you didn't put that one on 45 didn't put that one on 45. not not, not getting really? local radio play with that one do no, you did not but <laughs> as far as audience participation i mean we would pack out you i don't know if you remember uh, i don't know did you go to ohio state yeah all right do you remember the ip lounge yeah okay and it, it, yeah we used to play the ip lounge on thursday friday and saturday night we also used to play in the basement. Oh, you had a three-night residency? Wow, that's yeah, nice. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's like you two. Louis Mackis, 
<laughs> Louis Mackis, who owned it, gave us, check this out. 50 bucks each a night. That's good money. Whoa. In Whoa. 1978. That's, that's really good money. Uh-huh. And, a, and all bar we tab. could drink. Yes. Yeah, bar tab oh, as well. Wow. I mean, so we're making 150 bucks. Damn, you're like a Chris, a, a Greek Chris Logsdon. It was, we, well, Chris Logsdon, I think, it was, was shortly thereafter and began his run. But we would do Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. And uh, we're going to get fucked up tonight. Fucked up tonight. <laughs> Eddie Rabbit's mad because it sounds like I love a rainy night. That's exactly what that sounds like. You know, it was like. probably written before rainy night, so uh, maybe I should be mad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, and but then we would get the men and the women to sing. So the guys would sing uh, the so unpolitically correct seventies. So the men would sing, I'm going to get a woman tonight, a woman tonight. And the girls said, I'm going to get a man. And they would just, each one would go louder and louder. And then, you know, it was just stupid, crazy shit. Then. There's more. (laughs) I introduced John Rathbone and Jack Thomas, two comedy names that you're familiar with. Oh, yeah. Because Louis, I said to Louis in 1979. You should have a comedy night, an open mic night, uh-huh. and I'll host it. Because a lot of the stuff we were doing as Doug and Dino was interaction with the audience. Mm-hmm. So I was very comfortable talking to the crowd. Being a host. And, and being a host yeah. and, and riffing and whatever the case might be. I had no desire to do stand-up. I wasn't doing stand-up. Uh, but I said, I'll be your host, and I would just literally riff with the audience and then bring up these open micers. And Jack Thomas. Wow. John Emmy Rathbone. award-winning Jack Thomas. Yeah, Emmy award-winning Jack Thomas, the John Rathbone. Yes, uh, I, I brought them up for their first times ever doing stand-up. Are you kidding at me? At the IP Lounge. Wow. There you go. Talk about rabbit holes. Oh. We just went down one. Strict, <laughs> right? It's amazing how your memory is, considering how much alcohol you've drunk in the last. I know, right? Yeah, it right? is amazing. <laughs> extremely sharp. So extremely. What was the end of the duo? I mean, how did how did the duo end? Why did you stop? You're riding high. You're on top of the world. You've got yeah, residencies. Residency. Yeah, we yeah. did. We did. We did. And I, we had original music as well. I mean, real songs, not just fucked up tonight. We actually, I actually wrote <laughs> a lot of original music that we did. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? Oh, I remember now. I, I, I got a girl pregnant. <laughs> I got my wife pregnant. Yeah. Ah, okay. My, my, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, I thought that was the name of the next song. I thought yeah, that was, I the, I thought that was the follow-up hey, single. First of all, I got a girl pregnant. I knocked her up. No. We had talked about breaking out. You have all your songs written down or on tape. About uh, re, I, yeah, re, uh, there, breathing found, some life yeah, in Yeah, there's... Uh, there's, there's um, a uh, reel-to-reel tape of a bunch of songs that are written. There's there's cassette tapes of of songs that I was working on that I've I've, I've unearthed all these. I don't want to call them treasures, right? <laughs> oh, but treasures. all the, all this music that I wrote in the eighties. I'm like 30, 40 more songs that are just uh, on, on tape. And my voice is so high; it's up like a whole other octave higher. But yeah, it's fun. Yeah, no, I, I, I uh, the, the woman I was seeing at the time, uh-huh. she, she got pregnant. We got married, and that kind of, I had a baby on the way, and so that kind of put a kibosh on, on uh, Doug and Dino. Wow! Did you ever play? What were some of the other like around that time? Was it? Um... 
It's the basement of the Black Forest, which is now the Thirsty Scholar. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Did you play Bernie's basement? Uh, never played Bernie's. No, never played Bernie's. What is the name of the bar that, oh, um, local band, big, big, one of the biggest local bands of all time. Kind of a country rock thing. McGuffey Lane. McGuffey Lane. What was Z- Zachariah's Red Eye Saloon? The Red Eye Saloon. Did you no, ever play that? No, never played the Red Eye Saloon. Was that was that like the, that was like the time? A, that would have been that would have been top. But we did, but we did cover McGuffey Lane songs. No kidding. Because McGuffey Lane's first album had come. Wow, you're right. I do remember a lot, John. It's crazy. I couldn't even remember the name. Yeah. And then you're like, well, let me tell you about the great song I covered. <laughs> We would, yeah, yeah, we, uh, I was in Austin when you called me, yeah, McGuffey Lane's first album, we covered some songs from them, because we thought they, and they were, they were huge, that first album was was great. They were, they were like bubbling under on the national scene, big deal, big deal. Their first album was great, uh, John Schwab's been on this podcast, Mm -hmm. we'll have him back on again, but he, he can tell you stories about what went awry in the record, in the, in the music industry back then, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting how you lose control of wait a minute that doesn't seem right 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 wow i mean it's, this podcast got to be hashtag bill arendale yeah. <laughs> hashtag john schwab <laughs> i'm just trying to get you better in the analytics yeah, yeah. trying to optimize your seo that's right we can work in taylor swift <laughs> <laughs> And we never get to anything I had planned. Oh, <laughs> We're sporty. Nude women is no this podcast. Oh my god! Fucked up tonight. <laughs> Fucked up tonight. Fucked up tonight. I swear to God, I had some questions for you tonight. I really did. I really did. Seriously, let's talk about some of the things that because it's it's been kind of an interesting life in the, in, yes. the, in the last few years. Yes. Yes. Now, if I remember, I'm going to go back to the beginning as far as your political career. Do I am I remembering this correctly? We recorded something on my front porch. We did. You were running for city council in Powell. City Pal. council in Powell. Yes. And you, and you foolishly asked me to do a video for you to a to nice a, endorsement. An endorsement. Yes. And didn't you get in a little bit of trouble for that uh, at, at the radio station? Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably, I, I think because our station's in Upper Arlington. Go, it's not in Upper Arlington. It's not in Columbus. It's in Powell. <laughs> That's how it was my rationalization. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I was one of those uh, don't ask permission, beg for forgiveness. Right. Yeah. Those yeah those situations. But we recorded. Uh, we did right on your front porch. It was kind of humorous. Yeah, it was fun. It was uh, fall of 2015. And I was running for city council in Powell, and and I I was elected, and even after that video. Well, I, <laughs> your name was actually somebody wrote that in multiple times. So, really? like, is Dino running? No, no, I'm just making that up. Is Dino running for city council? In Powell? That would have been hilarious. <laughs> Are you, no, you're joking. I am joking. Okay, yes. good. Yeah. God damn it, man. That's crazy. Crazy. a career there, man. That's crazy. Career. Could have missed out on. Yes, yeah, so that was 2015, yeah. and then I ran for re-election in 2019. Was re-elected to city council, and then in 2020, the see the mayor in in Powell is not a directly elected mayor. The mayor in Powell is like many municipalities around central Ohio, is actually selected by the city council from the elected members of city oh, council. Oh, I, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, oh, so see, man, I had you. He ran for mayor and he won. We, ha- we, we, we have a city manager. signs and everything. <laughs> we have a city manager. And so then the city council, which is seven members, selects a vice mayor and a mayor who is the president of council and serves as mayor. So... I was vice mayor in 2020, and then in 2022, 
the council selected me to be mayor. Okay. Is it a secret vote or a, a, an open vote? <laughs> secret open vote. An Good open question, vote. John. Secret open vote. I don't know if they were like on. A secret open vote. Right. I don't think it's going to be Dan Swart, huh? <laughs> There's smoke coming out of the chimney. <laughs> a new pope. A new pope has been elected That's in right. Powell. <laughs> yeah, and so then um, my term ended both on city council and as mayor at the end of last year, and I decided, uh, I decided not to run for another term. So you could have. I could have run for another term. Another yes. term. Yeah. Another term. Okay. Not, there, we don't have term limits in Powell. Some municipalities around central Ohio do have term limits, but we do not. Okay. So would you have been appointed again as mayor if you had Probably won? Probably not. There was okay. nothing that would have prevented that, gotcha. but traditionally it has been a new mayor every two years. Okay. okay. All right. So what, how markedly different was being on city council and being the mayor? It was very different because, you're, I mean— People come to you yes. a lot more when you are the mayor than if you are a member of council who's not the mayor. Do you have to do more parades? I did parades. <laughs> more parades. More parades. Well, parades. <laughs> all those events. All those yeah. events. You know, one of the things that was Cut ribbons. One of the things that was chicken and pea circuit. A lot of that. <laughs> one of the, the things first that was shovel. <laughs> groundbreaking. We can go on. Let the man talk. Let oh, the man sorry. talk. One of the things that was cool is I got, you know, we have our, our big yearly event is Powell Festival. Right. And so in 2022, we had the Spin Doctors as the headline yeah. act yeah. at Very Powell cool. Festival. And I got to go out and introduce the Spin Doctors in front of, you know, thousands of people. You're and that, the mayor. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then last year we had Smash Mouth. Yeah. Oh, nice. So you guys are stuck in the nineties. <laughs> well, no, did you have any say as to those? I, as any influence as to who? Because I know music is a huge part of your yeah, life. No, I didn't. I mean, I didn't really. Um, we, we had somebody, a consultant, okay, who right. booked the acts. Um, but that you know that that band, those style, that genre, that's kind of like they're on the festival circuit. Yeah. And so we, no, perfect. We had Smash Mouth, and we had you know, like four or five thousand people there, or something like that, and well, getting to go out yeah. and introduce Smash Mouth. And the funny thing is, too, because you know, coming from a background where I am a host and I have introduced, I don't know how many comedians or what have you. They're thinking, oh, here comes the mayor to introduce us. Oh, no. Here comes the mayor that'll slay you. Everybody, it's Dan Smart out. So they're like, oh, here comes the mayor, and I guess he's going to introduce us. Oh, okay. Uh, no, but, you no. know, coming from that background of hosting how many shows at the Funny Bone yeah. and how many events. Skill sets galore. Being, you know, the, the, the studio audience host at Cash Explosion. We're you know, getting to that. Yeah, it was it was really it, they, people were a little surprised <laughs> how I, personable how would I would actually and charming of a mayor you could be. No, no, no. Yes, just, no, just, yes, no, just, yes. Just having those, <laughs> yes, having a mayor that could actually go up there and say, uh, uh, "Is this on?" Uh, uh, everybody, please welcome uh, Mushmouth, Mushmouth, Smash Mouth, Smash Mouth. <laughs> to, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So, so stuff like that was a lot lot of fun and it was different because you know i would get people contact me all the time for various issues what type of issues well you know something's going on with my street something's uh -huh. going on what would happen on a street like what 
potholes. Yes. Yeah. Our street could be in better shape. Our sidewalk could be in better shape. Our paths could be in better shape. This... We need better curb appeal. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, people would come to me and I'd respond and, and talk to a lot of people about a lot of things. And that was kind of one of the, you know, rewarding things about it to have somebody come to you with a problem, be able to proactively help them solve that problem. What was the biggest uh, problem you solved? Do you think in in your in your in your tenure that you went that you came home and went I did that yeah, mm-hmm. I did that well you know Dino and it really is a team effort so I can't <laughs> oh, okay. uh, are you so myorial did anybody write you in in New Hampshire tonight <laughs> uh, as the as the primaries are going on as we speak uh, it's a team effort no I believe that it's a team effort yeah. but I also believe that you were a good leader. Well, you know, we. No, thank you. you. That's uh, that's very kind. No, it's not kind. It's the truth. You're a good guy. It was it was fun. It was rewarding to see and be a part of something where I live and where I've lived for almost twenty years and where my daughter's growing up to to look around and say, oh yeah, I was a part of making uh-huh. this better or I was a part of this park. That's and great. It, it was yeah. See that stop rewarding. sign right there. You see the yeah. stop sign. All sincerity. Yeah, I made it. It was a two way. I made it a four way stop. Life <laughs> yeah. changed for everybody. I did. No, seriously, man. And, and also, we, you know, we, the, the Dave DeRoberts who brought the Gatto's Pizza mentioned there was a former Italian club member who was the mayor of Powell in the 70s. And I go, for how many people? There was three, 400? I mean, you, Powell has grown Powell is- and, and just gotten so much bigger in, in the last 10 years. As recently as 1996, Powell was a village, which to be a village in the state of Ohio, it means 5,000 people or less. Or less than 5,000 people. Right now, the current population in Powell, so we're talking from 1996 to 2024, right around 15,000 people. That's so you're having wow. a 300% growth of yeah. the city in less than three decades. So, yeah, there was a lot of trying to manage that growth in a responsible fashion. And, uh, yeah, there was a lot to it because you've got Powell's a, a nice place to live. People want to be there. And so how do we manage this growth in a responsible way? So let me ask you this. Uh, you, you got a taste of city council. Yep. And obviously you, you signed off on being mayor. Uh, I'm just curious, you know, is it, is it like entertainment? To, when I, and bear with me when I say this. Is it like entertainment? Like the more you get and the better you get, the more you want. So I'm curious, has this kind of curbed you or in in – makes you want more in the political world. Would you ever think about moving to a, another step? Right now. Now that you have the experience. So what district is that in, in Congress? <laughs> right now, um, right now, I'm pretty much really focused on family. I have I have one child. Beautiful child. One daughter. She's in sixth grade. It's amazing. Where it, it is amazing because we're at the part now because she just finished winter break in sixth grade where she is on the back end of oh, her education. Wow. Uh-huh. So she has now gone to school longer than she, she she will be going to school. We're closer to graduation than her right. first day of okay. kindergarten. That's a good oh, way to that's put it. sixth grade. Yeah. Oh, man. So that's, My boy's in fifth. That's, that's wild to think about. And, you know, she plays – travel basketball she's involved in activities and i don't want to miss any of that so right now busy my primary focus is i just want to be there good. for all of her moments hell yeah, yeah that's well. a good idea so right now that's my main priority are you still doing stand-up again 
we did we did a show together. We did a show together for we did your your my your, kicking cancer your show. Kicking cancer show, which kicked ass. We had you, myself, and Derek Richards. It was a really good show. We raised a lot of money for brain cancer research at the James. Um, Another and, hashtag. And that, <laughs> right. Derek Richards. Hashtag. Yes, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. But that was the first time I've done stand up in two years. It's wow. You were saying that night, and you were great. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It was a lot of effort <clears throat> because you know when you are doing it every single night, I would tell people I could roll out of bed and do 45 like that. The muscle. Yes. After two years, I had to go back. It atrophies. I had to go back and listen to my material and listen to the timing and repeat it so I could remember it. So, you know, it's funny how life changed because on March 12th, 2020. I told you he's a historian. Well, this there's a real reason I remember this date. March 12, 2020. I was supposed to headline the Funny Bone here in Columbus. Right. March 12, 2020. Oh. Day of the governor's first orders yeah. related to COVID. Yeah. And then I didn't do stand-up again for almost a year. So you're like from you know having a calendar and dates and I'm uh-huh. doing stand-up to I didn't do stand-up for a year. And then I kind of enjoyed being at home being with family and as you know if you're out doing stand-up you're gone you don't experience you don't experience i remember thinking about this i was in hartford connecticut one time this was back in 2016 it was during the olympics in 2016 i don't know why i remember that but the olympics were on and i'm here in a hotel room in hartford connecticut because i'm playing the funny bone there and my daughter's got a dance recital back at home, and I'm missing that because I'm doing Ugh. I'm doing a show here in Hartford, That's and rough. so I I don't want to miss any of that anymore. And just being as home as much as I was really helped bring that home. You to got me. a taste of you, being at home. You got a taste of being at home, which was the first it, time I was regularly at home instead of doing stand up. And it in, tasted good in 20 years. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of yeah. where I'm at, and so. You know, it was fun to I go back. I have a great wife. Yeah, <laughs> she's a, nice. I have an amazing child. It was nice going back and doing stand-up again, and it felt good yeah. to do it. And people ask me what I miss about stand-up, and I do miss that time on stage, and I do miss hanging out with other stand-ups, which was a lot of fun. You know, you and Derek and I hung out that night. That we had a that was a great night. Right. We yeah. had a we had a great show, and then an even better show. Better hang zone. Better hang. At, 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 that's the. That's the first time because he's not drinking tonight because he has to drive all the way back and he lives. Jesus Christ! Where I didn't, I didn't realize all the way on Powell. I don't, Who I don't, no, live in no, Powell. not just Powell. <laughs> not he's in a little. He doesn't live in Powell proper. He lives in Powell. Far Powell. Powell. <laughs> I don't know where. But I was like, wow! I can't believe that you would go to the Funny Bone and as often and then uh, haul it, it back. Was, it was yeah. it was a haul. But that and and I'm not saying anything bad when I say this. That was because he was in the confines of his home and he was home. But that's the. That's got to be one of the few times I've seen you a little, a little extra tipsy, <laughs> a little extra tipsy. Because talk about it, it was like it was like a night that he did not want to end. I had to leave. But, right. But you, well, it's like it was the first time I did stand up in two years, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, what I said, yeah, I like miss rush. that. I miss that time being on stage. I miss hanging out with other comics, but but. I don't miss anything else. I don't miss the driving. No, I don't miss no the trying to set up gigs. No. I don't miss being away. But I did miss that time on stage, and that was the first time in two years. And obviously you missed the camaraderie hanging oh. out with other comics because well, back at your house, oh, his basement. Let me tell you about his basement, boys. If you ever get the uh, opportunity to visit Dan Swartout's basement, mm-hmm. it's a it, it, is a, it is a football lover's dream. And I might have, I might have the second... <laughs> 
biggest DVD and Blu-ray collection yes, in Central Ohio. He may have after really? after, 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 after Dino. After he'll Dino. Be, when I die, he'll be the largest <laughs> yeah. because uh, in my in the in the working draft of my which I've never finalized, but in the working draft he gets of my the will, DVDs. Yeah, he's in my will for getting all my DVDs. Not Midnight Run. <laughs> Not Midnight Run <laughs> because you don't even get me started with you. Don't even get me started. But yes, but your he's got TVs. He's got t- you tell him. Well, yeah, we've got we. This was a funny thing too. Just everything going back to 2020, we decided to finish our basement. So we had this full basement that we had done nothing with except for storage since we'd had the house for 15 years or whatever, and we decided we're going to finish the basement. So we finished the basement, put in a bar, got three TVs above the bar, three three um, TVs above the got bar, got a, 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 nice. another room with where the DVDs are and a bunch of movie posters and a big television nice. and uh, nice. Room. And uh, movie room, yeah. Movie the room, the, the room. thing about that one is when they finished the punch list for our finished basement yeah. was the weekend before the COVID. Oh, uh, so, nice. I mean, it was like perfect timing to the extent that everything finished. Well, well yeah. Be. Now we've got three people in our house. One can have each level yeah. because at that time. And that's the level I would be. And he's got, and he's, you know, he. He, he's also like I said. It's it's your discipline. First of all, bravo, well done. You're sitting here. You're not imbibing, but he's got a fantastic bourbon collection Ooh, that he continues nice. to amass more and more bottles. And he says, "Come over." And I'm so glad I came over that night. Yeah, that was probably one of the most enjoyable hangs in recent memory. And the three of us. And Dino crushed that night at the at the. I did okay. At, you did. You crushed that night at the Kicking Cancer show and. That's the one thing you can always count on Dino is I've had you on so many charitable events. events. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of events we've done where we haven't gotten paid because, you know, that's so fine. Dino, that's what he does. Yeah, that's what he does. So dude. we had him. He's done my kicking cancer show. Of course, I brought you into the great debate, which I heard was awesome this year. The first great debate I missed since 20 since 2002. It, it was good. It was good. It was good. Yeah. I mean, I, I missed last year and you filled in for me last year at the last minute. Thank you for yes. doing that. And. And I heard that that was hysterical because everybody kept calling him Dino. <laughs> which was, which was, yeah, which, you sure changed, which, Dino. Yeah, it was a, was a, they just kept, hair, it, was a, it was a very self-deprecating <laughs> night for, afternoon for Dan Swartout. You, if, if you'll recall from your various times, the one thing I remember most about that great debate is, you know, they'd always have the scoreboard up on the wall. Right. So they'd have the scoreboard up on the wall and you'd go to the scoreboard after the scores are given for each debater. So I went to turn to the scoreboard, which was up on the wall, but they didn't have a scoreboard that year. So I was like, have we got a scoreboard? And they were like scrambling and they're like, no. And it was just like a, a message about joining the rotary. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> the year I missed? Yes. So they didn't have a scoreboard. So it's just a message about joining the rotary. And so like no scoreboard. <laughs> the Hilliard Rotary Club. <laughs> so I just read that oh message. God. That's funny. That was, that but was who fun. better to roll with it than you? It was a fun and time. Who better to roll with it than you? It uh, was it was a good time. But I brought you in on that. I mean, I yeah, had you, you on a number well, of things. You remember we we had that. I remember we had the we we met together to talk about how to revamp that yes. that particular debate. Yes, back yes, yes. What you know what you need to do and what you need to cut out and. And they and they actually listened to us. They did listen to us. They let you know, which is you, you, you're involved in so many events. It's like and I, you, when you're dealing with somebody and it's their event, it's very, very important because it's their event. Right. 
but they don't realize that for you or for me, their event is very, very important. And it's very, very important to us too. Well, this is how we do this is how we used to do it and have been doing it for years. And it's very, very important to you and us as well. Right. But we've done hundreds of these and they're all pretty much the same. So what is like super unique to you, to us, it's it's just how these things go. So for them to listen to the show people and just here, we just want to have the best show possible. Give them credit for listening. Absolutely. Yeah, because they could have said, "No, we're going to keep it this way." And then, like, well, we, I think honestly, I think we would have been out if they didn't if they didn't do it the way we suggest that. I don't think we would have done it. Yeah, what was the fundamental hindsight. change? What? We made it a comedy show. They would yeah. split up the comedy. They would stop the show oh. and interrupt it with raffles and so forth and so on. They would stop the momentum of the show and, and we're of the school of thought that once the show starts, baby, it, keep it goes. Going. You gotta keep the show you rolling. You keep the show rolling. You don't stop it. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't stop it. Yeah, and it, so for them to, you know, listen to the show people and go forth with the best show possible, which is, I, whenever I do an event for somebody, I'm like, look, I've done so many of mm-hmm. these. Your problems that you're facing are not unique to you because I've done so many of these. And if you rely on our experience, we're going to make your event better. And you made another event uh, as great as it was. You took it up a notch when uh, I mentioned John Rathbone earlier. Uh, when you when John retired from the putting together the Christmas show, Swarty took the Christmas show mm. over at the Funny Bone mm-hmm. and escalated it and brought it up a notch with those those very same tenants that you that you 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 incorporated and applied, and it. It went up. Those were those were great shows. Those were great shows. Those I missed were those. a lot of fun. I, I miss those too. I I've never heard anybody every year Christmas show. I go, uh, no, it's the COVID. one you're in. You're in that one, right? What you're in the Christmas I was show? The, I was the, host. the host forever, yeah, forever, yeah. forever in a day because the host gets to decide where the money goes. Mm-hmm. And I would always pick uh, Down Syndrome Association, Down, uh, the Saco, and Columbus Dog Connection, and there was a. I, that, I, as I, I, I miss giving the money to both of those organizations, but there was one, there was a teacher who had a sixth grade class, mm-hmm. and that's the one I, that, that they, they counted on those monies to go to camp. camp. Oh. And, and, and I just think about every year, I wonder, did they get to camp this year? I, I remember one year, because they didn't go to camp until long after the Christmas show. Right. But you texted me pictures from, from the camp right, experience. Right, right, right. And right, you're like, right. This is what we did this for. Right. And it was really cool and really yeah, rewarding. It was. And it's, yeah, that's part of the stuff that you miss about that. You know, being, you know, the, the people would come to our shows and and maybe had a connection to the organization and were so um, excited about what we were doing and making those connections with people. That's, 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 that was to me one of the best parts about doing stand up or being you, an entertainer. Do you think we should even consider approaching them about? One more. I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't know. Would, I would, feel like would, it, would, you'd, it would go over well. One, one more. It was a it was a very long a tradition. Long, long tradition. And long, a long tradition. Well, it was a long show, but Swarty tightened that mother. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. God bless him. He gave me carte blanche, but he kept everybody else really tight. And one of the things I wanted to do was bring in people who had never had the opportunity to do right, that show before. Right, right, right. Because you had a lot of great comedians in Central Ohio and Ohio who never had the opportunity to do that show. And I remember when I was first asked to do that show, and I'd already been full-time on the road earning a living as a stand-up for like four years before I was asked to be on the show. And to me, it was like the biggest deal. 
And I wanted to give that kind of experience to other people as well because it was such a big deal for me. Right. And you did. And you did. It was and, fun. And, and you brought some some new blood and some some great new talent. Yeah, those shows were great. I, I would consider doing one if they actually wanted to put it together. But it was so a, right now they're not doing them at all. COVID shut it down. Yeah, COVID, after them. COVID, it's like the, those couple of years where COVID and mm-hmm. and there was there was talk about there was like a late gasp when they tried to put wanted to try to put something together like a week before, and I'm like, no, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do it. We can't do it that way. Can't do it. It's just it's weird how I don't want it to pale in comparison to what that show was. Right. So if they wanted to actually plan one for this year, because uh, that show was a big deal. Sure. Big house, yeah. packed people who would come year after year after year. Every comic there bringing their absolute A, a game, game because it's, it, you know, you'd want to go up there and show your best stuff. Because mm-hmm. I think the origin of this show was years ago, long before I was in stand up, was all these guys and they're on the road all year long. They don't get a chance to see each other, but everyone's home for the holidays. So we do this show where you can do some good for the community put on a great show and everyone gets to see each other. And so everybody, you know, wants to bring their a game, mm-hmm. especially when other comics are sure. watching. Press everybody. And yeah, so you don't want to bomb in front of your friends. Right? No, I bet you if we, <laughs> if the funny bone went along with it and we said we were doing, I bet you that we would be turning comics away to fight for a spot. Oh, on to get on show. the show, but to fight for oh, a spot on that show. You, you don't understand. I had so many people, approach me about being on that show yeah. or let's want to be it. on that show or let's do it <laughs> come on guys <laughs> was sudden, my, my back got a little heavier as you piggied on it <laughs> you guys i've been part of this thing for one year <laughs> actually hansberry you you would be good in the booth you would be good in the booth i i uh went one year i did go one year uh probably like maybe 18 or no, 19. No, I, mean, I know you went in oh, attendance, yeah, 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 but yeah, so yeah. you'd be good in the booth, you know. Running sound. Running sound yeah, and right, doing stuff. Do yeah, I mean, you, yeah. You, Count me in. Count me in. The funny bone has a sound guy, but I'm saying right, you'd be good in, the, good in the booth. <laughs> you can look over. You can piggyback on the, <laughs> on the sound guy. <laughs> I'll run spot. You got a spotlight? <laughs> no, you could record it. No, that would be too much evidence against you. <laughs> uh, trust me, if, if all the evidence against me hasn't been surfaced yet, then... You know what I never did see? What? Oh, no. The video of your roast from 2009, your birthday roast. I don't think I ever, ever saw got a copy of, of it? That. No. Somewhere in the upstairs of my closet, there's like uh, 50 or 60 of them. So I'll get Is a copy. Is it really? Yeah, a VHS. copy of it because that'll be, shit, that'll be 15 years. I, I don't, I don't want to see you or anyone else. I just want to see a video of me with hair again. That's all I'd like to see. That would be fantastic. It's 15 years ago. This, I know. This year, this April, be, I'll be 65. That was my 50th birthday. Wow. That was 15 that was a years fun night. ago. Oh, my God. I Arendale, who we talked about earlier, crushed that night. Oh, my God. We'll have to, we'll have to pull out that video. We'll have to pull out the video, but he, he, was, he was great. And I, I say this humbly as a, as a person who you, you could not have had a better birthday. It was a good crew. Uh, a lot of a lot of great comics. A lot of great comics. Uh, a packed room with the funny bone. It was just and and we raised money for Columbus Dog Connection. And we raised money for Columbus Dog Connection. And thank you, Paul Anthony, because Paul Anthony put that together. You need to see that video. If for nothing else, you need to see what's on that video is everything that they did 
here in my house when I was away. Uh huh. They got into my house. Oh man. And this is gonna this is gonna crush you at some point because somebody went too far. Uh oh. And God bless them, Andy. They man. didn't they didn't break any DVDs because those are mine, man. No. Uh oh. They came in. They got completely hammered and just started doing obscene, nasty things here in my house. Drunken, debauchery behavior. Right. Uh, Andy Mann's in that video. God rest his soul. Yeah. Andy Davis from from uh, CD One Hundred One is in it. And then at one point, <laughs> and Mikey Lawyer, who you know, Mikey mm-hmm. Lawyer, and uh, you know Jamie Walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at one point, they're downstairs in the basement. And you know, you and I, I have all my DVDs mm-hmm. alphabetized. Oh, and at that God. point, I had them not only alphabetized, but I had them alphabetized by genre and so forth, so and so forth, and so on. And on, the, and on that DVD, which I will give you, which I will get to you, uh, Polly in a drunken, belligerent, just wipes off the shelf, and they all fall down, yeah. and there's just pile of. And, and, oh. and even and Mikey and Jamie looked at each other and said, "That's too far." That's too far. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone too far. He's gone too far. This has gotten out of hand. Let me ask you about another good run. Yeah. All right. Stand up has been a great run. You had a successful run in city council, and uh, as the mayor. And who knows where that might lead to once you feel comfortable. Maybe you'll pursue something else. But almost 19 years working with the Ohio Lottery doing Cash Explosion. Cash Explosion uh, is has been on in Ohio for 37 years. It's Ohio the Ohio Lottery's weekly game show. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the 80s and 90s, there used to be a lot of state lotteries that would have weekly game shows. Mark Goodman from MTV... Hosted one in Illinois. Really? Uh huh. Um, but it, it, I think Gary Kroger from Saturday Night Live maybe really? hosted one. But these were things that were big throughout the country back in the day. Well, most of those have gone away, and there's only one weekly lottery game show left in the entire country, and that's Cash Explosion. Since uh, for 37 years, I'm trying to do the math in my head, that's I'm okay. not going to let it. <laughs> 87. This is 87. Somewhere in there. And so, uh, yeah, I've, I've been the, the studio audience host, uh, warm-up guy, uh, audience MC since 2007 with Cash Explosion because Cash Explosion went away for a year and they tried a show called Make Me Famous, Make Me Rich. And I started on the first episode of Make Me Famous, Make Me Rich. Oh, and when I, they went back to Cash Explosion. I had no idea that that actually happened. Yeah. And so when they went back to Cash Explosion, I stuck along with Cash Explosion mm. from 2007 until two weeks ago when I recorded my last two episodes. When I, I mean, almost 900 episodes. You're talking, wow. you know, that's from 2006 to 2024, 52 episodes a year. I mean, that's that's 900 episodes. And so, yeah, it was a heck of a run. It was a heck of a run. And, uh, yeah. and, and you know, I mean, you know, as long as you've had your gig, when you have a gig in showbiz for that long, it's a, I mean, it's, that's something. That's yeah. That's something. Because, you know, in showbiz, you get hired to eventually get fired. You get hired to eventually lose your job. So, 
you know, it was it was it was it was great, Ross. So you retired. But, but, uh, What's up? You retired? Yeah, I, I, I stepped away. He, I told him I wasn't going to be. He, he bowed out on his own. Yeah. Little known fact: I worked on Cash Explosion. Did you really? Did you? Yeah. When? I was cameo operator for about three summers when they did the rose shows. No kidding. Yeah. When? God, this was like kind of information. This was like out. Uh, I love it. I would say ninety-eight through like two thousand two. Probably. So Sharon Bicknell was was the host then. Uh, it was a dude. Paul Tapier was Paul yes, Tapier. Paul Tapier, and there was a I female Paul co-host. He's a good host. Yeah. yeah, I think the female. What what was her name? Sharon Bicknell. She, yeah, that was her. wonderful person. Super wonderful nice person. lady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it's 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 a really it was a really good time. So I what, worked with a lot of really talented people. I got to see week after week. You know, people's lives change. They come to Cash Explosion. The biggest person, the biggest winner that we ever had on our show won $520,000. Wow. I mean, that's life-changing that, that's, money. It is life-changing yeah. And there's, money. that kind of money is being oh, won a lot. And so you get to be a part of, you know, these the, these people's lives. You see them change. You stay in touch with a lot of them. Like a lot of folks, I'd go and do stand-up, and they'd come see me at a stand-up show because we made a connection at Cash, Cash Explosion. Explosion. Mm. So it was a great run. It's recorded here in Central Ohio at, at Mills James, James Productions, yeah. which is just an outstanding production house. You know, does James, James McCullers, remember him? You know, oh, yeah. Camera guy, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I know all those folks. I confess, I, I, <laughs> one, of, one of my little, uh, I wish this could happen, because I've, I've had many a scratch-off where they mm. were entries into Cash Explosion. I go, let me get on the show while well, I swore he's still there. That would have been awesome. Let, 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 be let awesome. me get on while he's still there. It was it was a lot of fun. And occasionally I'd have people that I know would be on the show or a lot of people I knew would That's come to awesome. the this would come to the show and be in the audience. And we had people who come yeah. to the show for years, again and again and yeah. again, either every month or you know, we plan our summer trip and this is our family thing that mm-hmm. we do and so they had no problem filling the audience. Mm-hmm. People love to come to the people the love to come. And we'd go. I mean, we we did when we had our 35th anniversary show, we taped it at the Taft Coliseum at the Ohio State Fair. We had 5000 people there Wow! Um, and a turnaway crowd. Yeah. I mean, and we do events and we'd have, you know, the fans come to the <clears> events <throat> and you make these connections with the fans because they watch the show. I watched the show when I was a kid. And to have those kinds of connections and, and people who appreciate the show and the work you do on the show and it was it was it was a great run and I've worked with so many talented people made so many friends and and got to have a lot of fun because essentially it's just me doing crowd work right I'd go Which and do crowd work you're it amazing was at my, one of my favorite things about stand up was doing crowd work so I I'd, I'd do crowd work and we'd have bits and eventually my roles started expanding as as I'd been there longer like by the end I was doing. The contestant rehearsals, oh, and, nice. you know, you'd bring in the contestants so they get a feel for how to play the game. And, you know, a lot of the folks, it's, you know, we're coming on TV, uh, nervous maybe, <clears throat> not used to being on TV. So people would come in nervous and maybe a little tense and, you know, you get them warmed up. And one of the nicest things you'd hear people say is, I was really nervous, but you joking around, having fun, really loosened me up and allowed me to have more fun yeah. today. Did they, the give, did they give you a proper send off? I wasn't expecting <laughs> much of anything. Uh, of course you weren't, because you're a humble guy. But they did, and they. One of the things it was, you know, that I am a a long time 
wrestling fan. Yes, you are. <laughs> Especially back in the day. Yes, you are. And so they actually got me and presented me with a championship belt oh, that they had man, made. Nice. And it says, Cash Explosion, Goat MC, Greatest of All Time, MC, 2006, 2024. Had the belt all made up. It, yeah. it, it was just, it's one of those things that I wouldn't expect anything. And they stopped the show at one point. And because um, I great. I introduced yeah. the contestants into the into the studio and they stopped the show at that point, uh, and then had somebody introduce me and you know everyone oh, came in and it man. was it was a yeah it was oh, nice man. it was it was it was you know you good you know good. W- when you're doing yeah. something that you love or when you're doing something for that long you do it because you like it right. And so to, to step away wasn't easy. I bet not. And because yeah, there's such good people over there. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. And and so to, you know, I was a bit emotional that day to begin with. And then I wasn't expecting anything, you know, maybe, hey, Dan, here's a cake. Thanks. Yeah. And they, right. and oh, was, at least cake. God damn it. If there wasn't at least a cake, <laughs> I would have like, Jesus Christ. They almost were, 19 years. I don't even get a cake. They, they made cake. They made the day very special. I know them. And sure my wife did. was there, and my daughter was there, Perfect. and that was it. Was very exciting. Perfect. Perfect. And uh, um, I don't know who's replacing you, but I, I, I kind of, I feel for him. Oh, I, yeah, or I, her. I talked to a few people, and I talked to a few people who they were considering to take the role. And the only advice I would give is, don't try to be me. Right? If somebody replaced you here on Whiskey Business or on the radio show and just tried they, to be they, they tried that. And they yes, and they're just like, if they try to be Dino I just it works so well. They, yes. They tried that. So if well. they try to be Dino, it's not gonna work. And if you try to be Dan, it's not gonna work. You've gotta approach this as you would approach it. Because right. if you're trying to imitate what I did, it's not gonna work. If you're trying right. to imitate what Dino did, it's not gonna work. So do it as you don't try to be me. Right. So have they replaced you? I mean, so well, the, they haven't had any tapings yet. Any so tapings I, yet. I imagine, I don't know. They had to, that, you know, once you, I'm sure you gave them plenty of notice. I did. I, I did. It's so like once a month, month, right? They do three or four yeah, shows Yeah, they do. We tape uh, on two Fridays, episodes right? on yeah. Tuesday, two episodes on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That's the four. Then we come back four weeks later and do it again. That yeah. was the general taping schedule. <laughs> The, so I, I they would, haven't, but if they did, I would say new. No, thank you. Right. I, I would, I, and with all due respect, I, I would not want to follow you it, on it, that gig. It was fun. I mean, there was a I lot would, of cool memories on I that bet. show. You know, we do road shows, like you said. You worked the road shows. You yeah. know, we like we did. You know, the Ohio State Fair. We we've done. You know, play. We did. Um, we did an event in Lima with Veterans Day in 2013 where part of the event was you know we'd ask the audience to bring mm-hmm. um food for the local uh food pantry and and um you know we had a packed house and we'd had it's amazing thousands man. of people there and we generated so much food for the local food pantry and it's just you know those are really cool experiences and people coming up to you and talking to you and telling you Boy, I really appreciate that you're here, and I appreciate being able to see the show, and I had so much fun. Yeah, the little small towns that you probably don't have anybody. You throw a rock, you couldn't hit anybody. But you had these high school gymnasiums, or, or, or they would fill 2,000 people in those places. We did. That was the big deal. That was, was the big, big deal. Yeah. We did Steubenville. 
in Whoa. in 2019. I, I, I think I do remember you we going did to Steubenville, and we had Big Red there. Oh, the, you had the big the the band. You had the the, the big, mascot. The mascot. Oh, you had the horse. Yes. Oh, you had the stallion. Oh, oh. Yes. You so had the big was, red stallion. So it was. Oh, it was man, a, they pulled out all the stuff. It, it was yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. It was oh. a, it was a great time. I mean, I'm still. It's gonna be hard in two weeks when they tape and I'm not there for, I mean, I only missed a a real handful of episodes over the last 17 plus years. So when, when, to know that I'm going there and I'm, or I'm not going there when it's going on, it's going to be weird. What's that? Go in the control room. Just hang out. But but I got to ask, how'd you get the gig? Well, you know, okay, so they I told you that they were making the transition to make me famous, make me rich, right? Right. So um, they really not had any kind of audience interaction apart from the taping. And so when you have a television show and you have audience interaction, who generally does that audience interaction, be it on whatever kind of show? Comedian. A comedian. Yeah. So I was, you know, a central Ohio comedian who could do that. You were a fluffer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, I've done, I've what? done. You've done? What? Wait, what? wait, what? <laughs> so I've done that for other shows okay. as well. I remember, you know, when, when Not Matt. the answer I was expecting, but okay. The title a show, little disappointed. I'm, I'm, literally, I'm literally trying to veer right, the right, conversation right, right, right. into another direction. You can do it. As you're zigging, I'm hoping to zag. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> the politician is <laughs> I, When, when uh, Mad Money, CNBC. Yeah. When they came and uh, did a live show from Ohio State at one of the theaters from Ohio State, I was the audience warm-up for that because, again, if you're looking for somebody to warm up a crowd, what do you have? You have a comedian. comedian. And I remember that day. I remember that day because they said, uh, we don't know how long you're going to go because Jim Cramer likes to come out and talk to the audience. Okay. And he likes to come out and talk to the audience. So if it's a day where he comes out and talks to the audience, you might do 10 minutes. You might do 15 minutes. Well, apparently, it was a, lot, a day with a lot of volatility in the market. So I ended up, he didn't come out at all. So I ended up doing like an hour and a half. Oh, my God. 90 minutes of, of, of fluff? 90 minutes of, of crowd interaction, Dino. <laughs> oh, my God. And so, but you, you're like, oh, you know, you're like, hey, hasn't the bell rang on the market yet? When's he coming out, man? I can only it's throw a, up. It's a new stock day. <laughs> <laughs> the market already opened back up again. So, but yeah, it's just, it, it, but it, having that experience at Cash Explosion, because right. at that point I'd already been doing Cash Explosion for a few years. You know, it's, it's, you know, sure. you're thinking, hey, CNBC, this is a nationwide broadcast. Right. Everyone knows Mad Money. Everyone knows. But the dynamics were the same for what I had to do at the Ohio Lottery Game Show as I had to do for that national national show. I mean, it's a, it's a skill set that has benefited you. I mean, obviously, yeah. you just said earlier that it, it, it worked for you as the mayor. You know, well, yeah. it worked for me in introducing the spin doctors. Yeah, well, as the mayor as, as well. The, oh, introducing I'm the spin sure, doctors. I'm sure the skill set 
And we're going to skip this part of the interview, but I'm sure it works for you as because you're back to practicing law again. Everybody doesn't, maybe you don't know, is a, is, is a lawyer as well. You're, you're, yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, he does everything. But we're going to skip that part because we're, 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 we're running along and I don't really care that we're running along. <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll skip the we'll, I don't we'll, care we'll, if you're a lawyer. I don't care if you're a lawyer. I know you're a good lawyer and God bless you. Good. Thank All you. Right. All right. Well done. Well done. You're, you're, you can go ahead and. Tell us what I'm you just do. glad we've advanced the conversation. Yeah. That's all. That's right. <laughs> is it personal injury or what is it? Uh, he's handling all the fluffer cases. That's right. <laughs> I had to. I had to mention something. You had to mention because you know I'm gonna call it back <laughs> as any good comedian would. All right. One thing we'll, we'll close out. Something that's near and dear. One of the first. Uh, one of the first appearances on this show was because Dan and I share a love. Of television mm -hmm. and uh, uh, yeah we talked about stand-up in some of those earlier podcasts but we, we we went did a deep dive into TV we can't go as deep as I want to but one thing that we probably both went oh I guess it had to happen sooner or later is when Norman Lear one of the comedy sitcom gods if not the God passed away at 101 years of age and it, everything he contributed to television. If you go back and look at the 70s, right? You really had two big styles of sitcoms and two big production houses. You had the Norman Lear style, All in the Family, The Jeffersons, Good Times, Maude. And then you had the MTM with Mary Tyler Moore Show, Bob Newhart Show, WKRP. And, and it... It just two real styles defined that decade and the cultural impact from those Norman Lear shows is just one day at a time. I didn't even mention one day at a time. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, and there, I know I'm not mentioning a bunch. I know there's tons. But it's amazing that somebody could have so much success with so many quality programs that have had such a lasting impact all these years later. Right. I mean, these are still, you know, you go back to the 70s and you want to talk about some of the TV shows. Nobody really talks about Mayberry RFD anymore. That's the spinoff of the Andy Griffith spin Spinoff of the Andy Griffith Show. With, with yeah. Ken Berry. With Ken Berry after everybody left. You know, yeah. nobody talks about... Um, well, no, people do talk about Trapper John MD. The, 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 Trapper, Trapper John, John MD. It had a good run, actually. It had a good run. It had a good run. And when I was a kid, I thought Gonzo Gates was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> With uh, Aftermath, not so much. No. Oh, oh no. Bad, bad idea. But, but everyone still talks about all of those, you know, even to even more so than shows that were gigantic hits. Like Laverne and Shirley was a gigantic hit. And that's, it know, was number two or it was number one overall for two consecutive seasons. But people don't talk about Laverne and Shirley anymore. Like they still talk about those Norman Lear shows. No, but you do mention you mentioned the MTM and you mentioned the Norman Lear. I, you got to throw in Gary Marshall because Gary oh, Marshall Happy had Happy Days, the, Happy yeah. Days, Morgan Mindy, Morgan Mindy, Laverne and Shirley, Laverne and Shirley, and so forth and so on, uh -huh. and, and a lot of others. Some that lasted a couple seasons and some that didn't. But yeah, he had he had a good run too. I think he was also involved in the Odd Couple. Yeah, I believe you were right because I know Penny Marshall Penny was Marshall, in, yeah, in the yeah, Odd yeah, Couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah Gary so. Marshall. He was fantastic. Um, those were great shows. Uh, to me, that's that's the golden age. Well, here's one. Here's one that people don't talk about as much anymore. And it's in that MTM style, although it wasn't an MTM show. Um, Taxi. 
Taxi. Taxi is one of my all-time favorite sitcoms, but people really don't talk about Taxi much anymore unless they're maybe talking about Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Or if you talk about James Burroughs. If you're talking about James Burroughs, or if you're going to a Tony Danza convention. That's really... (laughs) But, you know, Taxi is one of my all-time favorite shows. I have all five seasons on DVD. I think it's brilliant, but it has not had that same kind of cultural impact as the Norman Lear shows. Right, 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 right. And even the ones that maybe people don't remember, like we were talking about a little bit beforehand, Fernwood Tonight. <coughs> one of, of time. one of the funniest shows ever. You have Martin Mull, Fred Willard, because at the time, and this was a, a Norman Lear show, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, right? Mary, Mary Hartman, Hartman, Mary Hartman was like a daily parody of soap, soap operas. Opera. Right. So Fernwood Tonight was the summer replacement, and basically Martin Mull lived in Fernwood, which was where Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman was based, and did this late night talk show for the world of Fernwood tonight. It was genius. It was fantastic. It was genius. Oh, it was fantastic. And Martin Mull was, I can't remember if he was Barth Gimble or Garth Gimble, but he played both Barth Gimble on Fernwood <laughs> tonight and Garth Gimble and Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. So he's, he was twin brothers. And it just was, <laughs> it, no, it, no, it was, it, it, it was l- literally, it had, it, it had to confuse audiences of the set like, what am I watching? What is this? What is this? This makes no sense at all. Yeah, and but of it course, was ge- genius. It was the start of that Martin Mull Fred Willard pairing that lasted forever, and it was, it was just Norman Lear. I mean, what what, what talk show parody, right? Yes, talk show parody. What more can you say? I mean, it was kind of like Fernwood Tonight was kind of like a little. You said it was ahead of its time. It was. It was. It, it was. Know, was doing that style of comedy. You know, five years before the Letterman Show. Right. Right, it was it was genius. I mean, everything he contributed, and the fact that he that he continued to work into his eighties, nineties. I mean, he he rebooted one day at a time. Yeah, and 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 was still doing it, still working, still had ideas. Still, I mean, if there's if there's if you're a creative person, uh, whether you're a comedian, a writer, whatever the case may be, don't stop because I think that's probably one of the things that kept him going yes absolutely don't stop don't stop and and i i'm even taking that to heart right now because you know i'm not really doing stand-up but for the last 56 weeks and i know it's 56 weeks because the app tells me it's 56 (laughs) weeks yeah i've been teaching myself piano and so now i'm I'm learning to play piano and i and i'm learning music and Maybe one day, maybe one day I could have a hit like your big, big hit. I got a woman pregnant tonight. <laughs> I know. That, 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 that's not that, that, you're paraphrasing. <laughs> that was the follow up. And, and a callback. Yes, and and a callback that, from an hour ago. So do what? That's that's great. Yeah. Because piano is, is I took piano lessons for a little bit and I bailed on them. Uh, but but I I. It's tedious when you're an adult because you have to slow down to a child's pace. Oh. Yeah, you do. And, and it's also like when I learned how to swim and they were all like a bunch of kids in the kiddie pool. Yeah, and me. And the same thing with the piano. It's like <laughs> they're like eight-year-olds with their arms folded going, he sucks. You're smoking a cigarette. <laughs> well, and, and you're right. It does take you back to a kid because I was really, 
really proud of myself for doing a good twinkle twinkle little star. Right, right. <laughs> like, oh man, I'm nailing this. Yeah. Maybe Mary had a little lamb can come next. <laughs> so as you're as you're discovering and and improving, because that's a lot of weeks. Yeah, fifty six weeks. Fifty six weeks. You should be. Can you sit down and like and just play something? Um, sort of. Yeah. I I, I mean like like what do you if I you know if you. If, all right, here, let me let me give you a scenario. Okay. You're walking into a place. Yeah. House party. Yeah. Maybe a, a swanky little bar that's got a nice little baby grand piano. And Where do you think I go? <laughs> a house party or a swanky bar with a grand piano? And there's a piano Owl. sitting there. And, you know, and nobody sitting I was there. at Sheets today. Where do you think <laughs> I go? All right, let me die. There's a grand there's a baby grand piano at Sheets. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Right next to the roller food. <laughs> if you were to sit down and and just wanted a moment where like, uh, oh, that guy knows oh, what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What would you sit down? Uh, and, here, I'll give you. A, uh, what would at you the play? Columbus uh, Airport. They have a piano. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And they have a sign oh, that says, one, "Please one. play to entertain." Yeah, like, yeah. What would you play? Audience. What would you sit down and play and with confidence right now? I would. 56 weeks, there better be more than Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. There are some songs I can do, but uh -huh. I, I can't do them without looking at the music. Oh, have and you tried? No, maybe that's that's a good challenge for me. I would need the music. What I'd probably do is I'd take out my phone, uh -huh. set up the app, have my app congratulate me on 57 weeks. Because <laughs> you, need, you need that. And then I'd play whatever the app. In fact, I've got a notification here that on my app I'm ready to play uh, Coldplay. Oh. I've got eight oh. famous Coldplay classics, and the Coldplay challenge starts on February fourth. To play on piano. Yes. Ah. So yeah, play Coldplay. Yeah, cool. I'll play Coldplay at the airport, and nice. then I will be asked to so leave this is, the airport. <laughs> okay, but this this is kind of cool. This 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 these fifty six. 57 weeks now. Yeah. I've taught you how to read music. Yes. I had no idea how to read music. Now I can read music. That's great. That's fantastic. And that, it's like, you know. That's a skill in itself. I would love to be able to <clears throat> write songs. I'd love to be able to. You that's know, my next question. Have you ever just started to pound out? Like, I know what the notes are. And have you ever started to pound out a melody? Not yet. I mean. Come I, on, Swarty. I do what the app tells me to do. <laughs> when the app gives me free reign, I'll have free reign. The app's the not going to give you free reign. You have to break away from the app. <laughs> There's a song in you, my boy. That's true. Because <laughs> There's a song in you. If I break away from the app, I'll stop paying the app. So yeah. they're going to never uh, let me break away. I'm on week 572 right. now. <laughs> Can I ever learn to play by myself? No. And then you gotta cancel the uh, hundred so grand later. You know, it took me three weeks to cancel Audible. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let me. I want to go back because I I do realize that I introduce me learning to play the piano on an app. As me continuing to be creative, yeah, like Norman nice. Lear, I realize how <laughs> I realize how ridiculous that I is. You made that connection. No, 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 it's not ridiculous because because you know, to do something that's outside of and brand new. When I said be more creative, I thought you were going to say, "Oh, I keep writing stand up, and I've got an idea for a novel, something that's in your wheelhouse." But to step out of it and to actually take you know, learn to teach yourself piano. That's that's kind of bigger, in my opinion. It's bolder. It's well, braver. It's been it's been fun. Unless you really suck after fifty seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the app tells me I'm good. <laughs>
And that's why you keep paying it. Because you need that affirmation. I need that affirmation. That's right. Oh, man, Swerty. Don't stay away so long. No, this has been great. We got to wrap it up and and, and wrap things up. But uh, a real pleasure, man. Pleasure's been all uh, mine. Thank you. Thank you for keeping me in mind whenever something funny comes along as far as stand up and like, hey, can you do this? Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for uh, just. Uh, Are having... we going down the Golden Girls rabbit hole now? Uh, <laughs> thank you for being a friend. You guys have a song? Who sang the theme song? Now, the theme song, I don't know who sang it on the show, but oh boy, who had a hit with it? Oh, I'm blanking on his name. 70s. Yeah. Andrew Gold. There you go. I was going to say, it, it has something to do with the title. His other big hit, Lonely Boy. You remember that song? Uh-huh. Yeah. I do. I do. Oh, I know. I I, 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 I can never quit. I, 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 I told you I wanted to ask you, what's floating your boat right now? Television-wise? As television-wise. Quick list. Top five. Like current shows? Current shows, that, are, that <laughs> whether you're streaming them or network, whatever the case, because, you know, television has changed oh, yeah. so much in the last 10 years. Shows that I've enjoyed recently. I'm waiting for the last season of Cobra Kai. Love Cobra Me Kai. Me too. You, you, you introduced me to Cobra Kai. You're the one yep. that turned yep. me on to Cobra Kai, and I got hooked. Love Cobra Kai. I loved Jury Duty that was on last year. I finally that show, watched that it. That show was fantastic. You can only it do was, that once. <laughs> yeah. And then um, it, it wrapped up, but I, I really, really liked Better Call Saul. Me too. It wrapped oh, up, yeah. I think, last year. Yeah. It was the, the last few seasons in particular were just as good as Breaking Bad, if not better. How many... Emmy nods and no wins, would you say? Oh, Unreal. It's 50, like 50 something 52, crazy, yeah. 52 Emmy nods and no wins. <clears throat> Back in the 80s, they would have said, that's the Susan Lucci of meth-related <laughs> dramas. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> crazy that it didn't win anything. Crazy. He's an honorary. <laughs> yeah. So those are three. It's a better call Saul. So, because you're very discriminate. Well, I'm, I've been watching. I've been spending a lot of time going back through old shows again. Like right now, I'm doing The Sopranos again. Nothing wrong I with that. I uh, recently started The Wire again. Oh, The Wire. So I'm I'm doing you know I, I'm t- a lot of my time is taken with going through these old shows uh-huh. again. Well, is it hard watching a show like The Wire when it's kind of dated? There's no cell phones like they are like. The no, it's not. It's not hard watching it. Not hard at all. It, because it be- that's how well it's written. And it, that's how compelling the performances it, are. It's, it's a fantastic. It becomes show. a period piece then when they're not using yeah, stuff like it, that. It, it, yeah, but still, still solid. Yeah, just like the same. I can still watch Three's Company, even though they didn't have iPhones. Uh, it's not <laughs> at all related. So yeah. I can only watch so many episodes of Three's Company. I know, I know. That's why I mentioned it because because now when I get into like you, you you credit my my historian and then I like these shows of quality, but I've also got four seasons of Mr. Belvedere on there TV. It is. So that's where I'm getting in. That's why I'm that's getting in that direction. Where it is. I knew bringing Three's Company would do something for you, Dito, that's or do one. something that's to it's you. It's it's <laughs> and I've actually there made be... myself watch episodes of, of Mr. Belvedere only because I want to say maybe maybe. Maybe I'm missing something. If Swarty has this and has watched every season yeah. and has the whole series on DVD, the theme song memorized, maybe, maybe there's something I'm missing. No, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. But that's what I love about you, man. That's what I love about you. You are, uh, you have eclectic tastes. You have, you are a, just slightly enough eccentric. 
to keep me interested. <laughs> <laughs> and I love our conversations. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. I've enjoyed this a lot. Talked about a lot of cool stuff. A lot of stuff I learned about you today, Dino, that I did not know, despite being your friend for 20-some years. Uh, stuff that will air on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you were the interviewer. Oh, thank you, Chip, for the benchmark whiskey again. We didn't kill it. The benchmark, uh, what is this? Nights early. The foolproof. Full That's good yeah. stuff. The foolproof. 125. Yeah. 125. Swarty has, has consumed it before, so you speak well of it. Uh-huh. Right. Under 20 bucks? Yeah. I don't know. My wife got it. It's like it's like 19 or $21. I think the foolproof is just over 20. Oh, Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Around 20 kidding bucks. kidding me? That's a bourbon That's great value. Uh, thank you, Greg Hansberry. You want to do quick business before we go? Sure. Whiskey business in the beginning. Uh, is the uh, uh, podcast not so much Bravo, about whiskey well as it is one with whiskey? Yes. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Oh, wait, wait. Twitter's not called Twitter anymore. X. X. Uh, X. YouTube, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Go ahead and hit that uh, subscribe button there. Ding, ding. Hit the bell over here. Smash. Smash. <laughs> backwards, Johnny. Thank you, Johnny, for some of the nice little shorts you've been putting up on. Uh, yeah, Chip, Chip uh, got them. I put them up. Yeah. All right. Nice well, thank Chip. you both of you. Thanks, David. Wow. All right. I got to get the bag. Back. The D-Row. from Gatto. Got to get a Gatto. Got to get a Gatto. Nice to meet you. Good to see you, pal. Thank you for the pizza. Got to get a Gatto's. Got to get a Gatto's. Wow. Okay. That's good pizza. I had the mushroom uh, mushroom pepperoni yeah. today. It, it looked real good. I had the sausage and the sub. And the sub. Oh, yes. And I mm. ate the cardboard box. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the paper is I like the lid. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that part of it is my favorite. Okay. Gotta, gotta suck We've been box. trying to say goodbye for 10 minutes. I know. I, I really <laughs> thought when I said good times, that's like good times. All right, <laughs> these have been good times. Yeah, Let's wrap yeah, it that, was, that was the natural <laughs> out, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, that was, that was my tossing <laughs> the outro. I know, it was great. It was great. We're like that comic that like doesn't know when to get off. Yeah. Like you just had your closing. You had your big laugh, your big closing. You go. Say good night. I didn't do it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go over in the other room with a flashlight and just flash it. Yeah, that, that, that would probably do the trick because that's it. Do we have whiskey visiting music start playing? Yeah, like yeah, wrap I'm it up music? I'm going to play you off, baby. It's 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 your fault. <laughs> you're engaging. You're interesting. And I always, there's like a wealth of information I haven't extracted from you tonight and i'm like kind of like annoyed at myself well that's that's the beauty of the podcast this isn't the last episode i know know. you'll be back you'll be back good times (laughs) (laughs) good times indeed (laughs) thanks to (laughs) on the audio side greg hansberry on the video side john whitney and on the every other side chip cosell back there thank you chip uh, you're welcome. Thank you very much. And Danny, thank you, man. Thank you. It's been so much fun. Always a great time. Dan Swart out, our guest. Yeah. Share this with yes. your friends. There's so many things that are in this episode that you want people to see and, and share and enjoy, so please do it. And until the next bottle, I'm Dino Tripodis. Good night. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains. We'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting, and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network. 
for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.